right? And it is but becoming I becoming hugely apparent. I mean, no one's questioning whether or not we know the words because it's clear we do not. Exactly. Also, I will say this is kind of a one-way stream. We talk, you listen, and if you have feedback, it only happens much later for us. <laughs> so, you know, arguably irrelevant at that yeah, point. Honestly, it's kind of like at that point if it's not validation, it doesn't do anything for me and I Marie Kondo it out of my life. Cuz it does not bring us joy. Exactly. If I was a professor being rated on rate my professor i would only look at the good reviews and i would just say that the bad reviews were from stupid idiots wow what a very specific reference thank you that is but it's a reference that definitely is the right era for myself Mm -hmm. in uh the type of mentality that i was in when i was watching the film that we partook Partook upon today thank you for using Shared. the proper english thank for that, you Carrie. i just feel like we've which been again actually goes into the degree that you got yeah which was does. english which was a fine um, arts in english my goodness yeah who the hell are you thank you <laughs> wow no one's ever been so blunt and aggressive <laughs> thank you what are you doing um now? my name is carrie wow and mine is Allie. Thank God. Wow. And what are we doing here? That's a great question, Carrie. What we do is uh, we watch rom-coms and Mm. then we come onto the internet with our voices. We come all over that internet. And the way that I explain it to my grandma is it's like a radio show, but Mm. you can listen to it whenever you want. That's right, folks. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. You already know you're listening. Yeah. Uh, And we call it... When, when Carrie met, met Allie. Allie. I almost said you got brunch. Yeah, because that was what you used to be called. I could, I could tell. true. We uh, took an accidental month-long hiatus. We did. Whoopsies. Uh, because we watched all the Twilight films. We did. And then COVID sunk us into a deep well of depression. <laughs> Arguably, the Twilight series might have propelled Honestly, us. Honestly, hard to say. Further into hard that depression. Hard to say. Or did the depression compel us to watch Twilight Chicken that or the Egg? That is Chicken or the Egg. Honestly, I think... This is what scholars will be looking at post-COVID, um, like when they're looking back on this era. On the archives of this, on the archives, of this historical which, time. Of which we are a part. <gasps> it's canon, It of is course. in the canon. Thank it's you. It's canon. Um, so, I mean, who knows? Who knows? God only knows. But today, we watched a film out oh. on our little patio. We watched it we outside. Did. We watched an outdoor flick. That's which right. Which is as adorable as you would think it would be. It honestly was super adorable. The only yeah. person who probably hated it was our neighbor. And maybe our landlord. Hard to say, but you know what? Whatever. Whatever and deal with That's it. That's right, because we did it. We did it, and we don't <laughs> Honestly, care. Honestly, we watched it really quietly on Yeah, it was laptop. so respectful. Yeah, cared. no one cared. <laughs> <laughs> our neighbor also out. is out on his deck all night listening yeah. to Alex Jones and Joe Rogan, I think. Yeah, so, so that's tit no, for tat. We've got we to gotta play back on yeah, that. Yeah, we got a we gotta rebuttal for exactly, you. Exactly. And it's exactly. Uh, an adorable rom-com. Oh, the best. From the early 2000s. No, late 2000s. Late? Well, late. Mm. Was it in the... 2009. 2009. Yeah, what a year. What a year. Wow. What a year. I was in my first year of university. Absolutely. I was deep in the throes Mm -hmm. of university for sure. I was throwing it up. So true. 
I was definitely, and, yeah, I was out and about. Uh-huh. Was and it pivotal. stars, obviously. <gasps> it's an iconic film, I believe. Uh, oh, it's... It will live in the hallowed halls of my brain from now until the rest of time. I mean, the soundtrack alone, mm-hmm. uh, the spirit of the movie, mm. it's very it's very early to mid-2000s. Of my course. apologies, not early 2000s, but like... It encapsulates a time and a place for me yeah. that's so formative mm-hmm. and pivotal that it's mm-hmm. it deserves a, a reverence that I hope we can give to it today. It's true. It's true. Actually, before we started, you were like, I feel a bit of pressure because this is a movie I actually love. I actually loved. did love. Yeah. yeah. And we've been kind of ripping a new one, as they I say. I mean, it's easy to rip Twilight a new one. Yes. You know? That was an so easy road. So easy that, like, I keep thinking of things that we didn't even get into like, of it. I know. Like, we almost need, like, a bonus. Uh, we do. Except for, I think if I talk about Twilight more, no. I will claw my own eyes out. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> And you'd We're be still right recovering to do so. from that. Thank yeah. You. Thank There's you. been a lot of group sessions here yeah. of just like <laughs> just, scream therapy. That's right. You, me, and the styrofoam head we live with, Sharon. Named Sharon. Mm-hmm. Sometimes named Shannon, but mostly named Sharon. We just don't care. Yeah. We're pretty uh, loose. <laughs> but yeah, so today we were like, okay, well, I think we would discuss, we were like, okay, well, I was like, what's a movie that you would want to watch? Mm-hmm. And you said, and let's I do. said, you know what? It's time. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Let's mm-hmm. get into the weeds because I feel like we were doing a lot of the early rom coms. Yeah. And uh, as much as this might not necessarily be considered a rom com because it's an anti rom com, mm-hmm. at the same time, oh, it so is. It is rich uh-huh. in lore of rom com, mm-hmm. and the movie I'm referring to is, of course, Five Hundred Days, Days of, of Summer. I love the Smiths. Sorry. I said I love the Smiths. You, you could taste the music. You like the Smith. Yeah. To die by your side is such a heavenly way to die. I love them. Holy. This is a story of boy meets girl. They made a statue of us. The boy, Tom Hansen, grew up believing that he'd never truly be happy until the day he met the one. The girl, Summer Finn, did not share this belief. You should know up front, this is not a love story. I think we should stop seeing each other. Just like that? Just like that. Start from the beginning and tell us what happened. I tried to talk to her in the copy room. She's totally not having it. Maybe she was just in a hurry. And maybe she's an uppity better than everyone super skank. In college, they called me perfectly adequate Hanson. He used to call me anal girl. I was very neat and organized. So you have a boyfriend? No. Who needs it? We're young. Might as well have fun while we can. Wait, wait. What happens if you fall in love? You don't believe that, do you? What? It's love. It's not Santa Claus. I think it's official. I'm in love with Summer. I love how she makes me feel. What happened to my buddy and they work out? What always happens? Life. We'll get over her. I don't want to get over her. I want to get her back. We 
We've been like Sid and Nancy for months now. We have some disagreements, but I hardly think I'm Sid Vicious. No, I'm Sid. Oh, so I'm Nancy. This movie, though. I mean, okay, I think we need to we need to get the most important part of the way. Because okay. the real start of this movie mm-hmm. is Zoe Deschanel's bangs. Of course. This is the height this of is... the heavy mm-hmm. 60s Zoe Deschanel bang. Mm-hmm. This is manic pixie dream girl mm-hmm. coming to life. Exactly. On the screen. And this is the segment we like to call bang talk. <laughs> we all you. had bangs because we did. of this. We did. We did. Yes. Don't uh, deny did it. Did you get bangs after this movie or before? Um, I'll, Okay, I'll be honest. I was obsessed with Thank this. Thank you for being honest. I will always be honest. Thank you. Except for when I'm not. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to tell. Yeah, because I don't say, because <laughs> I'm don't. being dishonest exactly. about it. Um, I had bangs post this movie Mm -hmm. but it's only because i am a twin and my twin had bangs currently so we had to always kind of like fight for custody of bangs (laughs) you know it was like in family court it was it was yeah it was the people's court Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but uh we made it work but yeah we had to like you know share 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 the load as they say so just twin problems i've heard that a lot of people wanted you to share the load (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) arguably hmm, uh no uh but yeah we zoe was a (laughs) sorry i was laughing at my share the load joke i thought that was very funny <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'll put a slide whistle in there. Don't worry. We'll hi- we'll heighten it. Thank we'll heighten you. It. Thank you. Uh, it doesn't make it so any you, less so you, true. You did, but so did Lisa get rid of her bangs before you got yours? No, you there was a there was a time where we both had bangs, and that was like a hard time for us because so, so we were totally. more twin than we'd ever twins mm-hmm. in a while. Yeah. And uh, when you're a twin, the last thing you want to do is twin. Mm-hmm. And when you twin, it's like, oh no. Which is so funny because when you're not a twin, you make that an insta goal and you'll do hashtag yeah, twinning. Yeah. Right? And when you're born that way, you're mm-hmm. like, the last thing I want to do is replicate this human who I'm constantly compared to. That is super true. So it's an interesting, I mean, that's a very specific like mm-hmm. slice of life from my mm-hmm. uh, background. But Zoe Deschanel was such a pivotal uh role model Mm -hmm. you know she was the height again this was she was the it girl oh totally she set the tone like Katy perry back off because it was zoe Mm -hmm. all day all day and we also like me and my sister because i'll I'll include her in this since i've brought her up now that's so nice of you you gotta give her that um we both love the 60s -hmm. and beatles Mm -hmm. and like uh, Zoe Deschanel felt very much like who we were, and so to see her kind of rise in oh, this yeah. like indie world was indie like, oh, gal. okay, Here yes, is. that is, and yeah. we are, and thank you, and hello, and hello, and thank you, yeah. So that's so yes, uh, <laughs> and then I did get bangs for like four five years yeah you you had bangs when i met you yeah great bangs. thank you great yeah bangs. That's, i mean hey that's what i called you great bangs great bangs mm-hmm. and i was like hell yeah wink wink nudge nudge and you had bangs but i didn't meet you with bangs no i got bangs i believe i got bangs after i saw this movie i mean i really wanted straight across bangs mm-hmm. um but i had braces 
and yeah. glasses. So I was like, I can't have all three. Yeah. You it's know, a lot of or facial else I'll be accessory. America in Ugly Betty. Ooh. So, which came out around the same year. Yeah. So as soon as I got rid of my braces, like literally, I think a week after I got off my braces off, I got bangs. I love that that was yeah. the. I was like, nope, they need to. We it's can't. Time. Yeah. yeah, but I remember I was obsessed with Zoe Deschanel in this movie. I thought she was she looked. I mean, she still looks fucking. She cool. still it still holds up. She, she looks is so a cool, cool, effortless, young hipster mm. manic pixie dream mm-hmm. girl. Yeah, she really is. Everything she's wearing, oh, so cool, is so her hair always looks cute, amazing. cool. Her hair is effortless, sixties vibe, God, just so like fun. that rich black. Like it's enough to make me go into the bathroom and cut my own bangs. It is. It really is. I you know honestly even watching it current day I was like yeah mm-hmm. maybe maybe I'll do some bangs honestly if you're on the cusp don't yeah. watch don't because you'll it'll this, this will push is you over yeah and this is a bangs. gateway That's this right. is a gateway movie to Bangtown you'll either be making an appointment with your hairdresser or God forbid with your uh, bathroom sink honestly which is where you'll be cutting your bangs more likely bathroom more sink. likely bathroom sink nine times out of ten it's a bathroom sink. emergency bangs that's where ninety percent of emergency bangs yeah in the night created in yeah. the night time it's always night. it's always in the night you don't wake up in the morning and say to yourself I need bangs no it's like a 1 a.m yes you've been feeling yourself most of the night yep you're kind of you're on a like, vibe kind of maybe maybe you've had some wine yeah oh, maybe you know maybe you're a little bit mm-hmm. you know. and you're like you know what I think I should do bangs again you're like I think I I think that's mm-hmm. me right now yeah and then you do it over your own sink and, and then sometimes it's okay and sometimes yeah. it's not and mostly it's, it's rough aggressive and then you go to the hairdresser and they're like what did you do here I told you there were free bang trims with your last haircut <laughs> why have you and done you this you said I was tired whatever <laughs> shut up <laughs> um and okay so the movie what an interesting film I want to talk about so it it does set her up in the same way that we saw her, which I think yeah. is really interesting. Like it definitely yeah. played into like a movie has never happened at a better time. We all thought Zoe Deschanel was the coolest fucking person on earth, and well, then this did. movie was like, oh, by the way, she's the coolest person on earth. She really is. Like she <laughs> comes out strong in this. Yeah. Like I had mentioned to you mm-hmm. that like they managed to get her to sing in every one of her they movies, did. especially mm-hmm. those early day movies. Elf, if you will. Elf for sure. And you know what I'm just remembering too. What? I think the first time I saw Zoe Deschanel, oh wait, actually it might have been a different movie. But remember, she was in Almost Famous as a I've sister. I've actually never seen Almost Famous. I need Moment to talk to you for a second. Yeah, what do you want to talk about? The fact that I've never seen Almost Famous. It's a really cool movie. Oh well, I'd like to see it. I'm not saying I wouldn't like to see it. I'm just saying. I just feel like maybe we need I'm just to waiting for it. a really good friend to watch it with me. Okay, we actually do need to watch it though. Because it right is a rom com. I mean, we should focus on this because this is actually like a big part of my okay. formative years. But right. that is uh, okay. Well, let me know me. when you have time. We've only been isolated together for about thirteen months. Okay. So if time. you have time at any point, maybe you could show me. Almost I'll famous. check my day planner, okay, but cool. I don't want to. I don't want to overcommit right so now. So smart. So, so I'll get smart. back to you. But a uh, huge film. Okay, that's fine and that's <laughs> fair. We're happy. About but it. Zoe was hitting the echelon of Zoe de Chanelism mm-hmm. right now, and Thank this you. was the height of her crown. Her crown. This film yes. was pivotal to her. They literally have like a full like montage scene of how cool she is. It's a shrine to yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they break it down. I mean, they're a bit... Uh, yeah, so the one thing yeah. that I do have a problem with mm-hmm. is they break... So they're breaking it down kind of like why she's so cool, everyone loves her, she's enigmatic and amazing. Um, but they're like, she's 5'5", uh, five, five, average height. Sure. And they say she's of average weight. 
121 pounds. And I was like, don't do that. <laughs> don't put that no, number out. Like that's. I don't even like 121 pounds that is at 5'5". Five five. Minuscule. That is super small. That is waif. That is, yeah. Yeah. That is waif fines. That's waif fines. <laughs> and we talked about waif fines in the finds. Twilight series. No, in, oh, in Manhattan. Manhattan. Oh, Although yeah. you would have done great in oh. the Twilight series. But <laughs> that was already covered by Michael Sheen. Uh, um, wait, was it waif fines in Harry Potter? Yeah, he was a Lord oh, Voldemort. Yes, Voldemort. Um, who was a very skinny man, but I doubt he was 120 pounds. Because <laughs> he was quite tall. Not average. So, yeah. I, I remember at the time, like, I didn't really, I've never, I don't really like haven't really had scales around me but even yeah. then i kind of knew i was like uh that ain't like right. i'm 19 yeah. and i'm like around that height and there's no way i'm 120 pounds yeah that is a like i think that's how much i weighed when i was 15 i remember of course yeah and i was like um really slow to grow and like had no boobs like it really didn't go through puberty thank you everybody and i'm so glad everyone's listening to this <laughs> how dare you this is my personal diary uh to, until i was like 15 right yeah and same, so i remember like same. when i like yeah i remember weighing around 115 then and that's insane yeah that's not average like if that's how Zoe Deschanel's body works power to her yes but don't put that in a movie don't say, and don't declare it the average yeah, like disgusting. yeah it was a bit of a unnecessary quantitative mm-hmm. kind of like analysis of what a young beautiful average girl looked like well and I will say this movie well it does a good job is written by two men yes so directed by a man we so, gotta take that into consideration you know, shoes slightly larger than average an eight yeah how and dare like, you had, i've been in a I mean, strong yeah, eight since say, 12 actually, Carrie and I have the same shoe size yeah we're both size eight and i'm like that's <laughs> perfectly average that's a but lovely i actually would say that that's average is it I, right i would say so because i feel like i know I've... i know people with size i mean i know like i would say five is quite small yes Four would be tiny. Wow. Five is quite small. Six is small. Small. Seven is pretty normal. Yeah. I'd say eight's pretty normal. Eight's average, nine's, I would say. Nine's a little larger. Yeah. Nine, I would say, is a b- above average, a but bit still of, very but, normal. But still normal. Very Ten normal. Nor- like, and then I, like, I feel like I know women up, like, yeah. with much larger feet than that. So Absolutely. It's, like, yeah. it's a spectrum of feet. Don't, Again, do not box. Do not. Women. But that's what this film, this is why this film is a very interesting and, like, what a great ride it is oh. uh, after the fact. Because oh, anyone yeah. who, like, grew up or, you know, in their, like, the height of their dating and young lives. Mm-hmm. Watch this film. You would assume, like, wow, Zoe Deschanel is the biatch in this mm-hmm. movie, and Tom, played by uh, uh, JGL, yes, in Joseph Gordon Levitt, yes, uh, Third Rock from the Sun yes. fame. Uh, let's yes. not forget, lest we forget. Um, I mean, I gotta say, I do also love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's great. He, he is. is great. He's got an energy that's very like juvenile mm-hmm. and like sweet mm-hmm. and endearing. Yep. But in this movie, he's like a turd. Certainly, he's a yes. he's a bona fide yes, turd. And, and I totally see what you're saying because when I watched this when I was 19, yeah, like even from the beginning, the narrator is like, uh, "What does he, doesn't he say? This, this is not, is a, love not story? a love story." And, but my brain is like, "Okay, but, indie boy, indie girl, yeah. I want to watch them get together." It's like, like an Avril Lavigne yeah. hipster he song. Was a boy, she was a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? Shut Hello, up, narrator, they're gonna fall in love. Like I, I thought I was being duped by the narrator. I was yeah. like, 
but it's like how clearly they belong together they're so adorable they both like she shops at anthropology yeah he shops. I mean, he must cobble it together. It's not a store that carries of course. that kind of clothing. Of course, there's and no you, anthropology men. There's no. There's I despite none. the emails I've written, <laughs> but <laughs> so many emails. You know, and they can't pretend like I don't. They don't receive it. But so um, you saw the chemistry in that IKEA. Oh, Those two I- IKEA scene made sense on paper. It's but true. the thing is, and I was telling you about this on the patio, which yes, is where we watch we this watch film. The film on Thank our you. Outdoor patio. Yes, because we are anthropology in existence. Exactly. We're so effervescent. Also, when We're I say outdoor patio, manic. yes, it is a concrete <laughs> slab. Yes. That we are making into our own patio. Thank <laughs> yes. you. It now looks gorgeous due to work, but when we moved in, I was like, I'm very excited about this courtyard, and I remember a friend being like, Ooh. It's, <laughs> it's certainly uneven concrete, <laughs> but we have made it beautiful. We've made it a home. Thank you. Yeah. That's so right. I just need you to acknowledge that. But ultimately. Here we are mm-hmm. with these two, and we watch this movie that we're being told over and over again that this is not a love story, yeah. but we fall in love with them. We do. But because we actually see this movie from the perspective of our good friend JGL, mm-hmm. aka Just Tom Hansen, who mm-hmm. is the one who falls in love with our Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, and this is where we see a coming-of-age film is because he was projecting on her the whole time. This idealistic image of what he wanted Mm -hmm. in a girlfriend and what he wanted in romance that Mm -hmm. he did gleam from early kind of like romantic stories Mm -hmm. like The Graduate and like Mm -hmm. The Smiths and all this stuff, which arguably, if you studied, was a forlorn kind of cautionary love too Ooh. arguably because the graduate isn't like necessarily romance either i haven't, I haven't seen the graduate okay we need to okay we got a lot of we're gonna have to it's fine <laughs> we'll we'll edit all this out but um but arguably and no one would argue because why 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 are we arguing why are we fighting please stop it's a, a very interesting look at how you know, two people from dairy, very different walks of life mm-hmm. come together in their young lives and form a temporary bond. And two people have very different experiences, but we only see it from the male perspective mm-hmm. because we do not see it from Summer's perspective. Yeah, she totally. is the idealized mm-hmm. object of affection. Just like we have idolized. Yes, so we exactly. Mm-hmm. So she has become the very thing. And uh, JGL Mm -hmm. uh, is basically like, he immediately judges her. He's like, she's rude, she's mean. Okay, so he has a, his friend Mm -hmm. is like, so I've heard she's a bitch, basically. And he's like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, so-and-so tried to talk to her in the coffee room and she wasn't having wasn't it. Wasn't having it. And then uh, she's at her work. he was like, oh, maybe she was just having a bad day. And then his friend says, or maybe she's an uppity, better than everyone else, bitch. And then Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, oh, God. Like, of course. Pretty girls always they can do that. Like, he's the Pretty girls. Him yeah. is kind of the definition of, like, the nice guy. Yes. Like, the nice guys, if you're nice enough to a girl, you end up deserving. Yes, because you've earned that. Yeah. Because you're nice. You're nice. 
So why so wouldn't nice. you? Why wouldn't she? Yeah. If you're nice enough to her, then. And she was just like being perfectly normal, yeah. perfectly nice, mm-hmm. perfectly professional. Super and she's cool. been clear from day one that they met that she's like, you know, because obviously they have like moments that he tries to like express his you know like for her Mm -hmm. she's not having it she's not present for it because he's just again projecting Mm -hmm. what he knows that she likes about him yeah because obviously you know there's that iconic scene in the elevator iconic yeah she's where he's listening to the smith yeah he's heard from his friend that she's a little bitch yes and so he's listening to the smith has his headphones on in the elevator and and she comes in and joins him first of all take your headphones off someone else join say hello just be in the room um but uh and he's listening to the smiths and then she's like i love the smiths and he's like what what and then he's fucking gobsmacked that she also loves the Because Smiths. could you imagine a, a pretty girl who also likes a thing that you like? So insane. That obviously, that's fate. Yeah. Obviously, and you they guys do, are like, destined the to movie be together too, forever. Like they, they do mention this. like Because, of course, Chloe Grace Moretz yes, she's graces a, the scene in this She film. is a voice of reason. She is. And she's I, his younger sister. Yes. So this is an early career move for her. This is the first Huge. time I'd seen her yes, ever. me too. Yeah. And she's a very strong strong young actress mm-hmm. i will say that because mm-hmm. i typically hate child actors if you're a follower of the pod you'll understand <laughs> carrie does not like i don't care for it actor. i just don't it doesn't translate for me would you go so far mm. as to give a show to yodi to chloe grace moritz you know what her child acting i actually literally would wow that's a shouty outy outy to a chloe shouty outy outy chloe deserves it uh. for Chloe Grace Moretz. Chloe Grace Moretz. Another three-worded name. Another? Joseph. Was, oh, okay. Gordon. <laughs> Love it. Wow. Uh, Zoe Daisha Nell. Nell. But honestly, yeah, she is the voice of reason, yeah. and she delivers she it with a like, grace, a Chloe Grace that I love. Likes the same weirdo Weird shit, shit as that you, you like. She's your soulmate. Boom. Boom. And it's also like, oh god, it's so like. And I mean, I think the the the, the movie is definitely referencing this, but it's like to think that like like liking the Smiths is niche. It's not niche. It's not. You know what? You know, but like, this is of that era, right? Yeah. It's like guys who have like very particular interests and then girls who happen to also mm-hmm. like it. They're just like, whoa. Well, you know, like you like the things I like. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, because women yeah. are multifaceted creatures yeah. who like random things. Totally. But the thing that's interesting about this movie that I found compelling watching, you know, like later on in my life as mm-hmm. like a full blown Z's adult full, is like as a full blown Z's adult. Yeah. Aww. It's like who has gone through some relationships mm-hmm. now, too. It's like he just like fell in love with the fact that he saw himself reflected in her. Right. And oh, he so was true. just like, and every time she brought up something that was uniquely her, mm-hmm. he like tried to course correct her on it too. Mm. Cause like even Zoe Deschanel being like, oh, I love Ringo Starr because mm-hmm. no one else likes them. Yeah. Which is very interestingly unique to her character because she likes the idea of being yeah. different and being, you know, to not feel like she's has to be anyone's anything, which mm-hmm. is literally something she says in this. Uh, film Mm. but he's just like what are you talking about no one likes Ringo or he's like uh 
he basically tries to take on her characteristics throughout the movie. Yeah, To be a better reflection of what he thinks she wants and also to make it seem like, well, then they're the same and so they belong together. Mm. But it's like what he should have realized is that just because he happened, again, Chloe... Grace Moretz Moretz. brings this up later Mm -hmm. in the film. I really jump in like the movie does. So I'm being very on Mm -hmm. point with this. He is like, she's like, just because some girl likes the same bizarro shit you like, doesn't make him your soulmate. Exactly. And he's just trying to reflect that on her so that she will also like him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very interesting to see that. Yeah. After the fact, because he was like, you know, especially near the end when the, they start rolling up the days mm-hmm. closer to 500. And he's just like mirroring her actions and trying to be like, remember this. Right. I'm also this because yes, to because him, they like go through all the stuff that they did when they were. Happy. Yeah. yeah. So he's trying to maintain that mm-hmm. when really from again, from day one. She's been like, I'm not looking for anything, and yeah. I just want us to be friends. Well, yeah, and I think that's the th- funny thing about this is from the whole movie, like you and the audience, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and the audience, because they're kind of the same thing, are told from Zoe Deschanel, yep. I'm not looking for anything. I don't really want a boyfriend. I'm not, I don't believe in labels. But the whole time, the audience and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are like, oh, what do you want? I mean, unless you watch this when you were older and like. You yeah, you had that. Yeah. But uh, both of us were like saw it in that way where we're just like, no, get together with him. Come on. Yeah. You're so cute together. I mean, that's part of the compelling nature of this film is that you're warned time and again yeah. that they're not going to end up together. Yeah. Like the movie literally starts with him talking about how they broke up mm-hmm. and how he wants to get her back and blah, blah, blah. And like literally the narrator is like, yeah. they, this is not a love story, but you want, you expect and want them to end up together. Mm-hmm. It just feels because it follows this like beautiful trope of what, you know, all of these, this genre oh, does. I mean, that's what the rom-com does. Like, you yeah, about, it's a critique on the very genre that we are because this is kind of we're like, dealing with this rom-com. It like shows the wonderful time they've had together. And like in a, you know, like a more traditional rom-com, they might end up together. But, you know, think of, you know, I'm still thinking about how in Made in Manhattan, mm. Ray Fiennes and J-Lo end up together. Yeah. And it's like, you are a Republican yeah. senator. In what world? And she is, like, has grown up in the Bronx and has very strong convictions about what she believes in. And I just don't see this working out. But <laughs> she was a boy and he was a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? So. Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. That's so true, Carrie. Thank you for bringing that You're up. You're welcome. I just want to bring that um, to the people's court. There are so many terrible things that Joseph Gordon, I don't remember what his friend's name is. Yeah. So it's like tall, blonde, and like curly haired, cynical, lanky um, man. It's like crazy. Oh my yeah. God. Okay. There's another crazy fucking scene where, okay, well, actually, first of all, I would really like to talk about the scene where. He he and Zoe first meet at the office and yeah. they're like chatting and he's talking about how I don't know they used to call him something in high school and then she brings up what they call anal her in high girl. School. She's like they used to call me anal girl and nice. he spits his Does drink out. He's like because I'm very. Uh, Neat and, and organized. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 
I remember when I saw this movie, I didn't really know. I didn't really get that joke. You weren't like, oh. Which is so funny because I must, it came out in 2009. Yeah. I was 19 and I didn't understand <laughs> a joke about anal. I don't think I really understood the word anal. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it was pretty up. I, I see this is. And honestly, you're kind of highlighting exactly what I love about this movie is that it feels like it's a a, a rom com for ladies because mm. it's got our girl Zoe in it, and it's Zoe. this whimsy kind and, yeah, of. Yeah, I mean the whole beautiful color palette with exactly the light like it. It speaks to us, mm-hmm. but it is told from a very male perspective, mm-hmm. and the way that they approach. Zoe and the way that you you interact with her and see her mm-hmm. again it's from Tom's perspective that's so true but she's such a I think too like she's such a feminine oh. um and I've always loved that about Zoe Deschanel and yeah. I think she's like I've like read interviews about because obviously I was mm. uh reading anything she was uh, talking about yeah, in 2009 we were all I existing we back under, then we knew she was okay to we, Gen, Ben Gibbard we knew the, the indie singer of darling that was these two. She mm-hmm. was also a singer in her own of right course. of she, she and him, him fame. Yes. yes, I believe we've both seen them live. We have, thank and thank you, you very much. Yes, you're welcome. So we're pretty cool. Was yeah. this maybe the reason I started listening to the Smiths? <laughs> yes, it was. I mean, arguably, a lot of us went down that road. Mm-hmm. Bell and Sebastian. Bell and Sebastian. Sure I also a lot started listening of us. to them yeah. Of this movie. Yeah. yeah, this soundtrack hits it hard. Hits it's hard, and it hits true. Uh, we've got temper tramp sweet disposition sweet disposition which plays twice as you pointed out it does play twice also Mm. regina specter oh Let's we got feist. I We've would love got... to pour one out. If we do, we have oh. any rainiers left from when we were pouring them up for Charlie during oh, Twilight? You know what? I chug them all. That's too bad. In the back, I wanted to pour one out for Regina Spector, and we should. How amazing she is. We should for us her. alone. For us alone. The song "Us" starting us off, kicking us off on this journey. Oh my god! One time, I was driving home from Starbucks. I worked mm. in Starbucks in 2009, and we Regina both worked at Starbucks. I think. Later, I worked maybe. Oh no, maybe two thousand nine. Um. Anyway, back to my really interesting story, <laughs> which is better than your story. No, oh, just kidding. Fuck. But um, I, uh, Regina Spector had just come out with a great album. It was I think oh, it was yeah. the album after us, and I uh, had called my friend Jill to see what she was up to. Good. And then I hung up my phone, and then I drove home from my Starbucks shift, singing along to Eat by Regina <gasps> Spector. Eat. 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 Anyway, she's really holds some notes in that song. Anywho's, get uh. home, uh, whatever. Like an hour later, Jill calls me, and she's like, oh, my God, you left like a 10-minute voicemail on Uh-oh. my phone, which is just you singing Eat. <laughs> oh, no. On purpose? No, I oh. didn't do it on purpose. No. No, it was just me singing to myself <gasps> in my car. Did you ever listen to it? <laughs> we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and did it translate? It did not. Oh, it shit. was not a good one. It oh. sounded terrible. You gotta hope. You gotta hope. Like that's an unfortunate. Like I'm gonna segue it back into this film. Thank you. The way that Zoe Deschanel just pulls it out at this karaoke. Oh yeah. Uh, intro mm-hmm. with her singing "Sugar Town" yeah. by Nancy Sinatra. Oh, Sugar, lower register than you'd expect. A lower register, mm-hmm. but like obviously within her wheelhouse of, of like course. a vintage charm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i mean we all heard that and went yeah mm-hmm. that is also how we come off Whimsy. when we do yeah that's how i come up karaoke. When I do karaoke for sure. and we also 
did want to sing Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen, but they did not have it available. Yeah, that's yeah. Also, also, we were all wearing a cool wide-legged pants. Just gonna never pull it off. Help me. Absolutely. In what world? In 2009, when skinny jeans were just coming into fashion, there's no way I could have gone like gone to a bold wide leg. Please, never. Could not. Would not. Would love to try. Um, Okay. I did want to talk about how this other terrible thing that Joseph Gordon-Levitt said before they get together. Mm. Um, he sits down at his desk and talks to his terrible friend, and he's like, "God, you're like, you're right. She is terrible." Like, and then he's like, "Oh, why?" And he's like, "Oh, well, I was in the elevator with her, and I asked her how her weekend was, and she was like, it was good." good. And he's like, "She's like, he's like, she basically spent." It says, I spent the weekend fucking a guy at the gym. Yeah. What a, and he calls her a skank. Because he takes such, like, ownership over her. Because she said it's, it was good. Good. Just the way she said good. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and like, his friends criticized him for that. Yeah. Because they recognize him uh, as problematic. Friend, blonde friend, I think. Yeah, I don't blonde think friend. Curly-haired friend does. Yeah, blonde-haired friends gets it. Because he was, uh, we established l- late in the film that he yeah. is dating someone. Yes, and they've been together since elementary. Elementary. Or yeah. So obviously they come from a slightly different perspective, but at mm-hmm. the same time, like yeah, you know, he's, he's with like, his bros. Maybe she just had a good week. Like he's like, exactly. Oh, like hopefully she doesn't like pause too long. Or yeah. yeah. So they kind of like poke holes in his logic, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he's so quick to judge her. Yeah. Throughout. And really terrible. Like, there's another point where um, after she breaks up with him, uh, and he's like writing, because he works at a fucking grading card company. I mean, that. Which is, I'm like, oh, and it's supposed to be kind of like a dead end job for him, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all supposed to be like a metaphor. Like, you know, he writes grading cards, which I are know. like artificial love. Yeah. Um, and he's artificially creating this love. <gasps> Boom. Oh, excuse me. Genius alert. Boom. Um, name one more symbol. Yeah, okay. Wow. Lord of Flies. The conch. <gasps> Boom. Sim- symbolizes power. Look out. That's right. Look out, grade eight English classes. She's I am coming. Coming. for a 20 out of 20 in a quiz oh uh, you should um, you should get that but so he writes a, a greeting card like his boss is like the, i don't know your greeting cards are getting kind of glum and the <laughs> last one was roses are red violets are blue fuck you whore yes which hilarious joke i agree very fun Whore is a word it really hits hard ha 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 but i will say all the words he's described her when he's mad at her or they don't like is like skank, skank slut uppity bitch uppity bitch like it's it's yeah. really like like because terrible he has words an idea women. of who she is and mm-hmm. who she should be if she it's, ma- and if she doesn't match that oh exactly or if it doesn't serve him exactly he's pissed and she must be fucking other guys exactly mm-hmm. so it's a very selfish one-sided love mm-hmm. like even when they're well into their relationship and they go to that bar and oh, uh, he's yeah. he's criticizing those women across the bar, and he's yes. like, "Look he's at like, those! I hate the way women dress these days yeah. with their big sunglasses and tiny bags." And God bless Zoe Deschanel's character, Summer. Yeah, she says some people like it. Hey, Which they like it. I fucking love because like it's 
you know, she dresses in, in her way. It's like she's very, got a like, style. Uh, 1960s, hip, yeah. like she's hip anthropology. Yeah. It's, it's kind of counterculture. Yeah, at that you, point, I mean, it adorable was. counterculture. Of course. <laughs> we were all trying to counter. Yeah. But it is like, you know, kind of an indie look. And to just be like, some people like that. She and wasn't there okay. to tear down no, other women. She's, she's like, like, like this, what do you care? That. Yeah. And he was like, I like the way you dress. And she's just kind of like, yeah, okay. Like, And then she makes like an offhand joke about how she's going to get tattooed, butterfly, yay, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, don't you dare, yeah. basically. He's like, like, no, don't. And he, she's just like, I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. It's like, don't tell so... me. Like, he's basically trying to make her into his ideal exactly. image of he's, what he wants. You're not like other girls. Yeah. Because he hates other girls. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because they're all sluts, whores, whores skanks, bitches. Because they're not sleeping with him. Exactly. It is very much too like his um, friends, like they, his one friend, the one that doesn't have uh, a girlfriend. Yeah. Like they are very much like, like we women works are with. different. Yeah. yeah. Women are different creatures. Yeah. Like they're just different and I, I see that kind of thing sometimes, and I especially see it like on the internet. I see a lot because that's oh. like on Reddit. Especially like uh, I was on Reddit a lot huh? in my early twenties, in the comment sections and stuff. And I would realize I'm like, oh my god, like, like when you're a woman and you're reading men's comments on the internet, you're just like, men really like don't expect that I would be on a Reddit forum yeah. reading their comments, and they think this is a space for men, and they see everything other than like white man as different or other. Well, that's and like like you like just different from them and i'm just like uh it's not really like exactly it like it's that that's why he he like tom losing his shit over the fact that she likes the smiths Mm -hmm. it's like who cares like it's like people like people like things like but because it was like oh i like that and then you like that as well like when people say like i don't know how to talk to girls it's just like you mean yeah. like other humans? Yeah. Like, well, that's exactly that's like, the like pitfalls of why, you know, they're both coming at this love in such a different mm-hmm. way because he's idolizing her mm-hmm. uh, based off of popular media that he's absorbed yeah. since childhood. So true. And she's come from a broken home yeah, she's just and divorce. And she's just like, you know what? Love is a, you know, it's a crapshoot mm-hmm. and I'm just here to do me and I don't want to belong to anyone. Mm-hmm. Whereas he's trying to own her. Own her. <laughs> yeah, he really is. And, and like, yeah, bringing it back to the bar. Exactly. Cause you know? after, so after the sunglasses comment, a guy, like a gross guy, comes yeah, and hits one on of those, Zoe. What we would summer. call it a chachi guy. A chode, if you will. A chode. Um, he, try, he comes in, like, just is like, wants to, is really aggressive about dr- buying her drink. And yeah. she handles her own. She's just, yep. Like, no, she I'm says good. the we're right things. Ta- thing. And she doesn't say the thing that I hate that mm-hmm. we were basically schooled into saying when we were younger uh, was like, oh, I have a boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. w- I'm w- with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I have a boyfriend. Like yeah. this idea that I'm already taken, taken. by another man, so, yeah. so I'm already owned by someone else. Yeah. So you can't. No, she just says no. She thank just says you. no. Thank you. I'm flattered, I'm flattered but no thank you. But I'm not interested. Yeah. And he's just like the guy's rude, but he's leaving. Yep. And then he insults basically Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. Or what's his name? Tom. Tom. And he says, because he says, like, really? This guy's your boyfriend? This guy? And then once he's already walking away, he's, he's already on leaving. his way out. Summer's already handled it. Yep. Then, uh, what's his face? Goes and punches him in the face. Square in the face. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know, then they get into a bit of a tussle, I guess. Yeah. We don't see it. But then we do see them returning. Which is weird because I actually, 
I was expecting more hands-on-hands fighting, more I Muay Thai in this some film. Some a little bit of Muay Thai. L- uh, honestly, that's all I asked for. Yeah, that's my one critique. A little bit of Muay Thai. That's my one critique of this film. A little bit of just any or any you know martial art. Any hand-to-hand combat. Hand-to-hand combat. Thank you. A little karate. A little karate. Sure, 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 sure. You know, but um, yeah, anything where it's hand-to-hand and they are combating. And they're combative. Mm-hmm, combative. No weaponry. No. They're, they are the weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. 500 yeah. Days of Sumo. Oh. <laughs> That's what I thought there it was it called. Is. So I was expecting something. There it is. Very different Anywho's, film. Would don't watch. worry. They both stay in the circle the whole time. Because um, that is what happens in sumo wrestling. Let's get them out of the circle. Okay. Um, yeah. So huh. we get back to her apartment. Her apartment. And she's just like, I can't believe you did that. Mm-hmm. And he's just I like, would be pissed. excuse me, I fought for you. And, and she's, she's like, just like, no, no, you did. That was not for my benefit. And it really wasn't. And it wasn't. Because it was gratuitous. Because there was mm-hmm. two men fighting to to own her. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she was like, "You, none of you get that no. right. Yeah. And how dare you? Yeah. And he didn't take her feelings into consideration. Nope. Like, as much as it, it like, she... <laughs> He's a you know he's gonna do what he's gonna do, mm-hmm. and so she didn't necessarily have to get mad at him. I could see that slightly, but at the same time, she was already the cracks were already showing, mm-hmm. and I think that the real reason why she was upset is that he, like the guy that was hitting on mm-hmm. her, was basically like that is your boyfriend, mm-hmm. and that's you know like judging her for that, but also like. She was independently handling mm-hmm. somebody harassing her yeah. and also being told, like, that is your boyfriend. And I think at that point, we see a turning point for her where mm. she did not want to commit to that label mm. with him mm-hmm. because she had been saying since day one, yeah. I don't want a boyfriend. I don't want yeah. labels. I don't want to be with mm-hmm. you. Like, we are just friends. Yeah. You know, they started fooling around. They started having fun. She mm-hmm. didn't know how she felt. But she just knew she wasn't ready to commit all the mm. way to that. And he was basically forcing that situation. Right. And them. he was reacting. And then at the end of their argument at her mm-hmm. apartment, mm-hmm. Uh, once again, pa- uh, yeah. Tom pulls a Tom and says – you need to make this a label. We are boyfriend and girlfriend. I don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. And then storms out. He well, always storms although out. Although I will say, this is the one place where I think Zoe makes an error. Not Zoe. Summer, because <laughs> uh, she, she's like, we're just, she starts to say we're just friends. Yeah. She's really Tom, trying to keep that. Which, uh, like, she is trying to have her cake and eat it too. She is. At that point, Because they basically are in a relationship and she she's is. like, we're just friends. Which isn't true and fair. But as I said to you while we were watching the film outside in our patio, mm. um, that's where they just should have broken up because yep. that would have been a date. He really did. That so would have been. It just feels like a breaking point. Yep. Yeah. And she ended up going to his place in the rain mm-hmm. and having this beautiful moment where she actually does open up even further mm-hmm. with him. Um, but it's because she's so conflicted because she cares about him, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But again, as do we all, as do we all. Mm-hmm. But what's the end game here for them? Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't see a future with him. And he has painted that future onto her. Mm-hmm. End game is, I think they, um, Thanos, Thanos has all these cubes uh, around. Don't spoil. And I think all the superheroes have to get them mm-hmm. or else a lot of bad things will happen. Oh. And it's like the stakes are bigger than you could ever imagine. Mm. And then, and it's, there's so many superheroes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Feels overwhelming. So that's, was to answer your question is what's the end game here? <laughs> 
that's <laughs> anywho's um <laughs> we it's do need to good. talk about how zoe deschanel's apartment in this film is basically just an anthropology it is i'm not convinced that it's not it is uh un- an unfair representation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of what a uh, a person who works as a and this is not like a downgrade i'm not trying to talk down to this kind of level of employment totally. but she moves to la she mm-hmm. seems to live on her own she works as like a secretary at mm-hmm. a greeting card mm-hmm. company and yet she can afford to live in a literal anthropology, anthropology. store that is so true so i just like i have my my questions about that mm-hmm. like i i just feel like that's yeah. like a a really frustrating part of a lot of uh, totally. a lot of just rom coms in general. Yeah, they just live in, these. but just yeah, yeah, so, with a beautiful terrace. It's a beautiful also, terrace with a rooftop. gorgeous view of the city. Oh, which Maybe honestly she comes from money. I mean, this is definitely not a film about struggle. Yeah, no, there's no monetary. There's no life struggle other than the struggle of just like Love. you're pretty. I want to be with you. Yeah, <laughs> can um, I have that pretty lady? <laughs> she's pretty. I like her. I like that doll. And she's an average 121 21 pounds. pounds. Wow, enough. Um, but yeah, that actually you bring us to a really good place. average too, because that's implying that that's not even that's, yeah, whoa. that's average. If you're not weighing in at that, Yikes. then you're there's something off about you, which is wild. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope there's a lot of babies right. in this average because they're actually quite. They don't weigh very much. No babies because of I think it's because of how small they are. They uh, Do you know the science behind that? It's mostly to do with their. Um, the the fontanella oh the soft part of the head yes mm, yeah mm-hmm. okay it's, uh, it's that makes sense because soft things don't weigh as much as that that's so the science. that's like because my argue diet it. i can only eat five pounds of food every day mm-hmm. but soft cheese doesn't count it doesn't it's soft because it doesn't so weigh soft. anything yes so if i can eat uh so i basically just eat goat cheese smoothies all day my god <laughs> i am <laughs> i <laughs> what's wrong Nothing because oh, I basically you're vomiting into a bucket. Oh, well, <laughs> that is part of my process. That's wonderful. I mean, well, that's why mashed potatoes don't count. That's so because they're so me. soft. Yeah, that's and then so I put smart. that into a smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> so. Just so funny because like mashed potatoes are basically a smoothie. They but are. if you th- yeah, like if, if you say but if you words, put that in, into a straw, oh no, thank yeah. you. Yeah, put that on a spoon. Ooh. I'll shovel that. Oh, right down my gullet. Oh yeah, as soon as that's in a straw, it. it is a no thank you. That is a game changer. Mom, bomb, no nah, thank you, mom. No mom, no <laughs> mommy, no. No mommy. <laughs> yeah, so goodness. that is why we don't eat mashed potato smoothies or goat cheese smoothies. That is so smart. Um, also because of the intense abdominal distress. <laughs> abdominable. Abdominable snowmen, snow- <laughs> <laughs> which I make out of my mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah, that is so exciting. But uh, it has huge uh, ramifications on my abdomens I... and interior guts. Mm. Um. So yeah. Oh. Okay. So Ooh. which leads us because we were talking about her gorgeous home and her yes, terrace. It leads us into this like incredible scene. Like much later on, they she ends. Okay. So they go to this wedding. They have mm-hmm. this beautiful moment. We well, can, after they've already broken up. Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she's really they trying take to. The, train in yes, California which is so romantic and that's when we hear sweet disposition for oh, the second again. time because they happenstance meet on the train absolutely. as one does absolutely we also see that you know he's being a creepo weirdo he's not answering her emails mm-hmm. he like sees her but pretends to walk past and then yeah, he's like oh I must have missed you and Ooh, she's just like yeah she's who like, cares yeah, you obviously you're hiding from me <laughs> and she's trying to smooth things over because mm-hmm. she's just 
like, listen, I like you as a person. Mm-hmm. I just Let's am not. Friends. We're not going to go it go with the long mm-hmm. haul here, and which so, he's made known and clear. And no he's and reading clear. the mm-hmm. pursuit of happiness. Or no, no, no. no. He's reading the architecture of happiness. He's going to read the pursuit of happiness when he gets home. Oh, of course he, he said, is. He put it in his calendar. He knew his, he wanted to. Cal. And he should. He was an early um, adopter of Google Cal. Yeah, he was all he was. <laughs> he was. He's still Silicon Valley nearby. Absolutely. But he is, which is very interesting because he is like a a wannabe architect mm-hmm. and he would be a very good architect if he would just focus on himself mm-hmm. and realize that he can find love and fulfillment outside of romantic relationships Ugh. but anyways Anywho, it's so also he's an architect because he's trying to architect his own boom romance. he Anywho's. is the architecture of this whole romance mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. but uh, they have this wonderful beautiful wedding moment and mm-hmm. then he's like oh shit there's the hope I needed mm-hmm. we're probably gonna get back together she's like hey great we're in a great spot why don't you come over we are friends come to this party and then we see this beautiful scene of expectation versus reality yes which starts with one of my favorite lines of this movie that i always think about it's uh the narrator is like uh so he left intoxicated by the promise of the evening yes and how many times like yes. when I was younger, when I like liked a person, mm-hmm. you know, and you were like gonna and you're like thinking it through, you're like, Okay, oh, they're gonna be there. Okay, great. And then and you're kinda of, like you'd think through certain things of that night, you'd be like, Okay, well they're gonna go home this way. Like are we gonna walk home and you're like, Oh, but so and so will be there too, because they're walking, or like, Oh, maybe this is how we would get like a load or something like that. Of and just like course. thinking it through. And just yeah, the intoxication of the promise of the evening. I was like, Oh, that's such a good line. I've oh, always thought of that line. Absolutely. And yeah. honestly, he went in there blindsided Ooh. by what he thought would happen. Yeah, and that's just some beautiful. You, uh, set the scene, fil, fil, filmatically. Oh, Thank you. I'm a film photographer. Gorgeous. So we got a split screen happening here. Oh, split screen. It's Hello. almost like uh, you know, like a real uh, like hipstery vibe mm-hmm. of just like expectation versus reality. Mm-hmm. We see him entering this gorgeous apartment. Oh. He's led up. She greets him at the door. In a beautiful anthropology she, dress. She looks gorgeous. Ugh. Honestly, her dress matches her wallpaper. And, and does it match the drapes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's whimsy AF. <laughs> and he's like gifting her the book that he yes, that she had pointed out, Architecture mm-hmm. of Happiness. And then this is where we start seeing the deviation. Uh-oh. Okay. So she's just like come on in you're just one of my Mm -hmm. guests this is in reality yes so this is reality mode expectation mode is that she's just like you know bewildered by this gift Mm -hmm. it has not left his side so excited that he's is excited yeah she's just like this whole night has been an excuse to see him you you know but meanwhile she's basically introducing him in reality mode to all of her friends and you know is basically saying you know oh he could be a really great architecture Mm -hmm. if he wanted to be Mm -hmm. and kind of like laughing offhand at his jokes but he's kind of off on his own mm-hmm. oh i gotta sneeze hold on oh tight. Okay. we're back so he is basically just like this is like he's kind of argumentative with everyone mm-hmm. he's not there to meet anyone he's no. very standoffish yeah, he's he like is, yeah. oh well why be a um, an architect when I could be a greeting card, you know, and build something that lasts forever, yeah. like a greeting card, you yeah. know, like he's being a bit of like a, a little shit. Not that he's like 
you know, an asshole. But, no, but he is being a bit of a He's standoffish, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. He's not there to meet anyone. Yeah. He's there cross-armed going, why isn't she talking to me? Yeah. And then he kind of makes himself a drink. He's sitting by the wall there by mm-hmm. himself, by the edge of the building. And then he looks over and he notices Uh-oh. our girl Zoe Summer mm-hmm. uh, showing off a ring. Mm-hmm. And he cannot handle it. So mm-hmm. what he does again. Storms off. He storms off. Yeah. So he leaves without telling engaged. anyone. He's just like, once again, his reality has been mm-hmm. unearthed. Mm-hmm. And he has to get out of there. And he's pity party all around. Even though he did that to himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole time. Mm-hmm. He did that. And, uh, you know, after that, we see a real low point for that kid. We do. He really drops. You know what? It is reminiscent of uh, after Edward leaves Bella, Mm. you know, and uh, the camera just twirls around her for four months. Right. But it's done nicer. Wait. (laughs) At least we get that, like, moving 500 count. We do. We get different days. He's in bed. Mm. He's buying Jack and orange juice at Mm. the corner store. Yeah. Um, another thing. Okay, so she yeah, she's engaged. Whatever. Um, and <laughs> but there's another point where he goes on a blind date because two of his friends set up on a, up on a blind date. Oh right. With a lovely girl. <gasps> she's like, yeah, I majored in English at Brown. She's so cute. He must have lots of things to talk to her about. Yeah. He likes books. Nothing. No, he's being an absolute piece of shit. Because he wants summer. He wants and he's summer. Like you're not summer. So and he takes already... her to like a bunch of the places that he went with summer. He takes her yep. to the movies. That right? diner the where they pancakes. The movies. And then also that the karaoke, karaoke bar. Place. And yeah. the thing that I love about this is that she so he basically brings it out and he's just like talking about summer and how because at the beginning he's like just so you know this isn't gonna go anywhere because as you were saying that is emulating summer exactly she said that yeah and then he's like talking about summer and everything he tells her the whole story Mm -hmm. poor poor gal she endured you know you gotta give it up for her you gotta she stayed to the bitter end that's rough that's torture on her but she felt bad she She did she stuck around and so she tells her the whole story and she's like she'll so let me get this straight she wasn't she wasn't your girlfriend she didn't cheat on you mm-hmm. she didn't like deceive you in any way she didn't take anything from your and she you. was straight up from the beginning yeah and all she said was that she wanted to be friends yeah and then he's like i know what we should do and then he takes her to the karaoke bar where Boom. him and zoe were earlier and it's just like she just tells him the truth just like uh chloe grace moretz is yep. telling her. people are telling him but he didn't want to hear it and honestly all the ladies yeah the we're la- telling yeah, him it's so true yeah all the ladies they you know, saying, and, but it. I will say that the first time I saw this movie, I didn't want to hear it either. Well, that is what is so interesting about this mm-hmm. film. I mean, I will that... also say that when I watched this movie, I didn't understand what not wanting a boyfriend would be about. Yeah. How I was like, you... how would you, I'm, I'm like, sorry, if Joseph Gordon-Levitt wanted to be my boyfriend, <laughs> I would, I would, there's a reason I have these bangs, of you know? Of course. My identity? I'm ready to oh. get rid of that. I don't need that. Yeah, I'll make that work. I mean, now I understand. Because I've been through the wash a couple times. <laughs> Haven't we all? But at 19, I don't want to pretend that I wasn't ready to give her all up for uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's that's what is so interesting about mm. this film, is that you really do think... You know, when you first watch this, I feel like all of us back then were like, oh, wow, you know, Summer really led him on. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it's this love story that went awry. But really, 
after a little bit of time, a little bit of lived experience, a few, you know, failed romances, you start to realize, like, oh, he is projecting onto her. Totally. All of his hopes and dreams Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with her. And uh, he has let himself down. And Mm -hmm. then ultimately... We are made to dislike her mm-hmm. because we're seeing this movie from his, his perspective. perspective. Exactly. And when you really watch it now, which I encourage everyone to do, oh, because I it's a real ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, great soundtrack again. And the aesthetic remains The aesthetic beautiful. stands strong. If and you're younger than Zoe me at her and height. you watch this and you think the aesthetic is not hip and cool, then never tell me. Yeah, don't. Never don't, tell me do that. Do not I don't want to hear for it. Us. Please let me have this. Because this is a time and a place Please. and we need it Please. to exist Please. in our hearts. I will say what Joseph Gordon-Levitt was wearing at, the, at that time to me, that was like having a man in lingerie. It was mm. like. You did say that su- I did. It was a it. and we were outside, and, and we're talking the vest, a with sweater vest o- with in. over the tie uh, over the top bar. of a button-up shirt. Yeah, I, I was mean, like, "That's it." I mean, he was the Seth grown-up Seth Cohen that was. we all wanted. Yep, you he know? was he was that mm-hmm. he was that antithesis to the manic pixie dream girl. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Manic really Pixie Dream Man. Oh. Did you know that the, I forget what the guy's name is, but the guy who coined the term Manic Pixie Dream Girl yeah. is like pissed that people don't credit him. Really? Isn't Ugh. that the funniest which fucking thing only, you've ever heard? Honestly, which I'm only like, validates him as the up. originator of yeah, that it term. Really does. I'm because like, you uh-huh. want to credit for it? Of course you wow. do. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> honestly. Oh, I yeah. Um, okay, there's another line for the at the end of this movie that I love because she they catch up again. Yeah, uh, she sees him oh, at, at the, his favorite part, the spot where they're yeah. looking at architecture, which arguably mm-hmm. is the actual passion of his life and it the love true. of his life and That's the thing he should have been pursuing this whole time. So true. But I will say they go on a lot of dates without ha- snacks. Yeah, that's a lot rude. of walking. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, I feel like yeah. we might need a snack on this date. Where are the donuts? I'm please. sure LA has some gourmet oh, donuts. Please. Um, and uh, he's kind of pissed, but whatever. And she's like, "Yeah, you know, I just woke up one day and I knew." And he's like, "What?" And she says, "What I was never, never sure, sure of with you. you." And I've always loved that line too. That like, hits. Damn, that's good shit. That hits so hard. That hits like good. I honestly, even to this day, that still kind of oh, wins yeah. me a bit mm-hmm. because I'm like. She loved him. She mm-hmm. did. She mm-hmm. cared about him. She, you know, had moments where she thought maybe. Mm-hmm. Could but be. at the end of the day, she was never no. truly sure. Yeah. And that doubt lasted for her. Mm-hmm. Because she already had, um, from her background, we knew. Her parents were divorced. Yes. Her upbringing was that she never wanted to be anyone's anything Mm -hmm. she cared about him she did but she never felt it with him Mm -hmm. even though he immediately felt it for her yeah and so he couldn't even see it from her perspective because Mm -hmm. he's like but i love you so much this was true love and she's like listen I fell in love with this person and got married to this person. Yeah. And he was like, I don't understand that. I will never understand yeah. that. I thought you didn't believe in marriage. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I'm as shocked as you are. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, <laughs> I did, didn't, I didn't, you know, like, believe lying, you, me. I yeah, guess. this was my energy yeah. this whole, you know, consistently. Mm-hmm. I've been honest about that. 
But here I was, mm-hmm. I fell in love with some random guy that I met, you know, happenstance. Mm-hmm. And I thought of you, Tom. And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, I just thought of you because mm-hmm. you said, you know, this is how it happens. It's like random. Mm-hmm. It's like love is like this crazy you know, and yeah. she, and he was just like, I, you know, he obviously was still like, well, we didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, listen, you were right. You just weren't right about me. Oof. And that to me hits so hard yeah. because it's like, it's you know, she's saying you made me out to be your dream girl, mm-hmm. but it wasn't me. Yeah. I, you weren't my dream guy. Yeah. yeah. We weren't, mm-hmm. we didn't work. We fought all the time. They yeah. were fought like Sid and Nancy, yeah, you know, did. like yeah. from her perspective, had we seen this film from mm-hmm. her perspective, we would have seen yeah. a very different film. And that's yeah. why once again, voice of reason, another female, uh, Grace, so, Chloe Grace, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, who stand out performance mm-hmm. in this for sure. Oscar even as a child. Worthy. Yes. Was like, hey, what I encourage you to do is look back on this romance. Because she was like, from day one, she's like, I never saw you with her. Mm -hmm. And she's going to say, look back from it and and notice, you know, the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Notice the things that didn't work. You know, you might notice it differently um, when you're out of this kind of like, you know, dream haze of like putting her on this Pedestal. pedestal, Manic Pixie Dream Girl. And it's so very true. And I think at that time, too, it was such a like, it's so interesting to me to have the literal embodiment of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, Mm -hmm. which is Zoe Deschanel, play this like on screen Manic Pixie Dream Girl. And to basically be saying, I'm not what you think I am. Don't put this person. She is just a girl. I'm not part of your little fantasy. I'm my own person. Exactly. She's a living, breathing person with, you know, problems and shit. Mm -hmm. And she's, sure, she's an average 121 pounds. Of course she is. You know, size eight feet. Of course, eight feet. But. Probably a size two dress. God almighty. Size fucking two dress. That's absurd. Wild. And perfect bangs. But. Do not, because she has her flaws. And one of her flaws is that she loves Ringo Starr. (laughs) (laughs) I love Ringo. I can't can't deny it. Hey, he's great. I will say, though, one of her last, uh, because the way that she, her husband and her met, Mm. because she was saying about how she now believes in fate. Right, right, right. She says, I was sitting in a deli reading Dorian Gray, and a man uh, came up to me and asked me about it, and now he's my husband. Mm. And when I heard that, I said, wow, they both sound insufferable. Yeah. To sit in a cafe and read <laughs> Oscar Wilde and then yes. for a man to come up to you. And I, get, I feel in like the, the, the male writers of this, like, yeah. there definitely is, like, kind of a nostalgia for a time when you'd, like, meet someone in person and, like, ask them out and, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, go up to somebody, like, listening to the same music you like or, like, reading the same thing you like, whatever. Yeah. But it's just, like, ew, if I'm reading in public, do not talk to me. Exactly. Unless, like, it's such a niche book and, like, yeah. like it's by a local author and they're yeah. your sister. Exactly. Great. There then you can talk to me. There's the one If situation. I'm reading an Oscar Wilde novel yeah. in a deli Please. in one of the largest cities in the United States of America. Back off. It do- no. We don't have anything in common. No. And this you not, will never be my husband. This is not what we're doing right now. <laughs> and it's very true. Yeah. And also, why am I reading Dory Oscar Wilde at a cafe? Yeah. Nobody's mental health is that good. But that, honestly, is part of that whole deal it really is you know it's this like 
on paper kind of quirky mm-hmm. aesthetic that so true you know really makes up this character mm-hmm. really builds on this like the legacy of Zoe Deschanel mm-hmm. at that time before New Girl I will say oh. um, this actually podcast does not recognize New Girl we as do canon. not see that as canon we do not we it do is not, not recognize the New no. Girl or mm-hmm. any of the property brothers as canon we do not and we refuse to yeah. and we actually are part of an ongoing legal battle to get yes. it all wiped from Wikipedia yes. and thus the collective memory yes mm-hmm. um, we are hoping to create a Mandela effect yes. when it comes to a Zoe Deschanel effect <laughs> when it comes to the property brothers yeah and new girl none of that is part of Mm-mm. canon and we will have it stricken and removed exactly we also would like to include the etchy well no the chanel wow <laughs> zoe de chanel and ben Gibbard divorce we're debating that yeah we're I debating mean, it we want we want to be together happy. but at the same time it's like we don't want to joseph gordon levitt this you know yes. we don't want to create magic where there isn't magic hey right wow. we don't yes. want to be the architecture <gasps> of a of, fake relationship and of our own unhappiness oh so true wow wow we're so deep that's deep that's, that's full amazing circle. i feel so deep that i might actually go in public and read hmm. uh dorian gray you shouldn't due to COVID. <laughs> that's so true. Because I actually, you know where, uh, that's actually how I create um, the most um, oh, speculative. Droplets? droplets. Yeah. Is when I'm reading Dorian Gray. Because I like to act it out as Oscar Wilde. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I actually get in full costume oh. as Oscar Wilde. Jesus. And I act it out. Speaking of which, actually, one time in grade seven, uh, when I, in like a French class, we we had to do this thing called like a living wax museum mm. where we all had to dress up as historical figures. Sure. And um, then like younger children came to this presentation and we were had to be frozen. And then when they would come up in front of us, Ooh. we would say a paragraph I hate about that. our... Yeah, I hate person. that. Yeah. And mm. mine was uh, Lewis Carroll, writer Ooh. of, yeah, writer of Alice in Wonderland. And also, as I found out in grade seven while doing research on the internet, <laughs> uh, holders of one of the largest collections of child pornography. Yeah, he was a huge pedophile. Yeah, so that uh, I actually did not include in my paragraph. <laughs> I just pretended I never saw it and kept on going. And good for you for just kind of holding your own. I was like, but hmm. uh, that is an unfortunate. I, like, I don't know if I love revelation. This. Yeah, to I was experience. like, oh, a fun book about yeah. a child. Yeah, and no, he was obsessed like, oh, and with, she, uh, with his her. niece yeah, and her good. and good. children in general. Yeah. Anywho's, oh, uh, what um, what a great podcast. <laughs> We covered all the bases. We covered all the bases. You know, that's my checklist. That's right. Check and uh, Lewis Carroll. Okay. Dorian Gray. Check. Check me. And we also wanted to cover Rainier Beer because of our contract. So that is all covered. Full circle. It's all covered. Nothing left. Um, No stone unturned. Gosh. Amazing. What a journey, though. What a journey. Honestly, I loved I loved going down this road again because it brought me back to just a time and a place that Mm -hmm. you know what? Love or hate this movie, love or hate summer. You know, I know a lot of people brought some hate to her. Interesting. Um, it does force you to think about romantic love Mm -hmm. in a cool way, has a kick ass soundtrack. And really represents that time. Uh, and I don't know anyone who hadn't been 
mildly shaped by this and didn't consider bangs. <laughs> so we're all for that bangs. we honor it. Um, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let us know if you, if you, mm. I'd, I'd be interested to know if people really didn't like this movie or they really liked it I, the same way. Yeah. Please. I'm going to throw some polls up on the Twitter. Oh, pull I'm it up. I'm getting back out there. Get it. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at do. when K met A. Do, do, do. Um, and you can also follow us on Instagram at brunch comedy where yes. I'll probably throw some polls up in the Insta stories because yes. I like to hear from the people. We need. Thank you. We need it. We need engagement. It's we really important need. to be engaged during these times. It's engagement season and we need it we need it we really do um what else can people do they can you you can review us wherever you're listening oh, do, do it on apple it. podcasts why oh not my God, throw Get us a review we would you know we wouldn't be mad about it. Um, we wouldn't be mad. We'd be That's the opposite right. of that. Tell your friends, you know. Tell, tell chat them. us up. Go tell it on the mountain. Go tell it on the mountain. On the mountain. Over the hills right. and, and everywhere. everywhere. Mm. Um, we're, uh, you know, I think we're out of our COVID depression. We're going to start posting yeah. every two weeks again. That's that's where we're at. That is. Fortnightly, if you will. Oh, mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. I would. Fortnightly is actually also Kira Knightley's summer home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fortnightly, she calls it. That's okay. Fortnightly. <laughs> I was in Bendit Like Beckham. Also, that Pirates is, of the Caribbean. Your Kira's getting so good. Thank you. It yeah. almost went into a Michael Caine. It felt like it, it wanted to go there. Very close. Yeah, it was teetering. <laughs> teetering. Thank you. <laughs> um, Kira, is there anything else you need to say? Oh. No, I think I'm good. Oh, that was a great pause. <laughs> I wanted oh. to think about it. Well, as always, I've been Allie. And I'm still Carrie. That's right. And this has been When, when Carrie Met Allie. Sweet, that's the song. Disposition. That's been on my running playlist ever since. It's so good. It's just like the basic of it. Yeah, it gets it going. Honestly, listen to the soundtrack. Just like some this.